ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my woman. I am just back from my wild woman retreat in Puerto Rico. It was off the charts. We came together as a group of women. Some knew each other. Some didn't know each other. Some knew nobody except they listened to this podcast and took a leap. And collectively, we all owned this wild nature in us. Every woman has a primal, fiery, fierce, rage, deep, like ocean deep part of her. And we're afraid of it, right? The patriarchy has told us like, stay small. Your voice isn't wanted. Smile more. Don't be angry. It's ugly. Like all of that. And what we did in this retreat, it's like, I could tell you the things we did, but it kind of won't make sense. I mean, we did everything from We went into the rainforest in Puerto Rico and we climbed up these incredible massive rocks and we jumped off of 20 foot cliffs into water. And it was like a lot of stepping into our courage and bravery that shifted each woman at like a cellular level. And we came together in circle and we drummed and we danced and I had an activity planned for outside and then it started raining. And the first thought was go inside. And it was like, no, everyone, let's stand up. We're going to dance. And it was cold. It was like cold rain. And we all were like dancing in the rain. And it was a freedom. It was freedom. Because in order to be happy, you have to free yourself from all of the constraints that are not true. So if you grew up in a particular religious church culture that told you that being in a woman body, that being sensual was bad. It was a sin. It was wrong. It may feel uncomfortable to start really exploring your body and sensuality, but it also is uncomfortable sitting with that desire to be sensual, that desire to feel exotic, that desire to feel erotic and not pursue it. That's a different kind of discomfort. One is discomfort of what other people will say and The other is discomfort that actually is feeling bad about yourself and feeling small when you know that there's something that you want and you aren't doing it. And that's why so much of what we talk about here is stepping into your power. And so this safety that we had on this retreat of in sisterhood, exploring who we really are, exploring the wild side of us, exploring, right? It was like some women got naked so that they could reclaim their bodies. Some women got down to their bra and danced around so that they could reclaim their joy. And some women, we covered ourselves in war paint in order to scream literally into a mountaintop. Ah, I am powerful. And so I'm so grateful. These retreats just light me up. And I went from that to a client's house in Boulder, Colorado, where we spent what I call a VIP day. In this case, it was a VIP weekend, which is spending an entire day or an entire weekend with a client in order to go so 
deep into her truest desires and her biggest blocks and the fears and what is getting in the way and stepping into her power so incredibly by the end of our time together she wrote vows to herself we did a self-marriage ceremony it was like this new reclamation and then right after our vip weekend she took this incredible powerful step forward in her life something that was not serving her making a claim that she's going to let it go and it's scary but it's been this massive transformation and i feel so grateful and i went from that then to my incredible friend Kelly coming to my house for a whole weekend so that we could tape all these TikTok videos for you. And my new TikTok is launched. It's called The Woman's Whisperer. Please check me out. It's so much fun. I'm talking everything of stepping into your power, of knowing who you are, of being in that what I call big ovary red lipstick energy. It's like so incredible. It's so powerful. And anxiety tools and depression tools and purpose tools and woman tools. And it's just a joy. And then I went away with my girlfriends for a whole week. My college girlfriends and I always go on a weekend away. And this year we mixed it up a little bit. We did a week at an all-inclusive. And there was this tiny part of me that had a little bit of mom guilt and wife guilt. Like, I've been gone so much. How could I possibly go away again? And then this deeper part of me knew that I actually needed to get away in order to fill my cup after working every single weekend, right? When I lead a retreat, you get all of me, 24 hours a day, you get my whole energy on you. And that's why women have such massive transformations when they come on retreat with me. But that means I am depleted and drained after. And so all of this work, I went ahead, I said, okay, I'm going to go away for the whole week. And really playing with what I teach you, which is to step into your bigness, step into your full power. And really playing with that. And to allow myself the luxury of being. And then I came home and a few days later, I led a woman fast. And because I had really nurtured myself, I was able to hold five hours of space. Woman fast was, if you missed woman fast, it was a full day, five hours of full on empowerment, sisterhood. I took women on a journey of first and foremost, declaring that you get to choose your life. And then I took them on this journey of us collectively creating a new vision for the world? What would we like to see the world be? And it was beautiful as women were talking about seeing a world where every child gets education, where there's enough money redistributed for everyone to eat. And then each of us really claiming our part, our part as human and what we can do to be a light in the world, our part as mother or auntie, our part as worker, our part in our sacred gifts. It was like so incredible. By the end, everyone was screaming on the Zoom, no more patriarchal BS. I declare my own life. Everyone was making reclamation statements of the things that they reclaim, their joy, their power. It was so incredible. The feedback, the messages I am getting, I'm blown away. And all of the profit from WomanFest we gave to Planned Parenthood. All of it. I share all this with you because I'm on the verge of making very big shifts right now. Holding an event like Woman Fest and giving all the profits to Planned Parenthood. I didn't make a dollar. Creating space for a woman to step into wild power. The Year of Woman now has 36 members in it. It's a membership you can join once a month. I open the doors for you to join this incredible membership where every single month I take you into a different aspect of woman, whether that is treating yourself like a goddess and what that means, whether that is your spirituality, one month on sex and sensuality, one month on money. Right now we're in the middle of 
the month of fire. And I really feel a shift in me where I am taking bigger leaps than I've ever taken. And it's scary because a lot of you who liked Purpose Girl might go away. And it's also scary because in many ways, it's like a whole new business for me. Purpose Girl, I had classes specifically about purpose and then how to launch your purpose as a business. And teaching women to be a wise, wild woman, it's been there the whole time, but this is scary. In the year of woman, a client was sharing yesterday how she has wanted for years to step out on her own, do her own business, but she is terrified. I'm like, oh, sister, I get it. Another woman in the year of woman sharing that for years she's known that her marriage was over, but has been terrified to make the move. And it's like, sister, I get it. So many of us identifying with the desire to step into the fire of excitement, the fire of being on fire, of being lit up, of being our true self, of living an ecstatic, joyful, fun, dancing and raging at the patriarchy and sharing our full voice on the microphone, the megaphone, all of us wanting that and the fear of stepping into that fire. What if it burns me? If you learned in your church, your synagogue, your mosque, if you learned from your mom, your dad, that the fire within you will burn you to death, will make you go to hell, makes you wrong and bad, will end up making you lose love, lose friends, then of course you don't shine brightly. And then what happens is then you end up in a life that isn't really what you inside want. You might be in a great marriage and maybe it's not like as fiery and hot as you want. And then you say to yourself, well, that doesn't really matter because we're best friends and it's good. It's good enough. Or you might be in a job that's good. You get paid well. You like your coworkers. You do some fun work. But there's like a nagging something inside that's like, oh, and I want to do more. And I really want to try acting. And I really want to be a coach like you are, Karen. And I really want to be a speaker. And so it's like, we have this idea within us, but we're afraid to do the thing because we've been told that if we do the thing, we won't be loved anymore. And I so get it. I so get it. I face that edge literally every single day. It might seem like I'm totally over that because I go to this microphone and I talk to you. I'm in your car, right? We're best friends. It might not seem like that because I started this TikTok and I'm out there being so full on me, like I'm talking about in a cheetah bathing suit and red lipstick talking about big ovary energy. It might seem like I'm not scared. It might seem like I'm not scared because I left my corporate job to do this work. It might seem like I'm not scared because I left my first marriage to create something great. But I'm terrified, sister. So it's you and me terrified together. And then the question is, what do we do with that terror? I was sharing in the Year of Woman yesterday that there's this meme out there that says, we are the granddaughters of the witches that they did not burn. And I actually see it a little differently. I believe that we are the witches that they burnt back in this lifetime to set the world on fire. Now, we have within us all of this fire as women we're full of fire, right? The fire of desire, 
when you see a lusty man walk into a restaurant, you feel that fire in your body. Or you see that gorgeous woman on the dance floor and she's so sensual in her moves and you feel that desire. Or you hear me talk about speaking on stage at Amazon and Capital One and the New Jersey Women's Conference and you feel that desire, that fire in you like, oh, I want that. Or you hear me talk about a retreat and how women like are dancing on top of a mountain in the rain, free and alive. And you're like, oh, I want that. And you can feel the heat rise in your body. That is delicious fire. And then what happens, sister? If you're anything like me or all of my clients, your brain then pops in and says, we can't do that. We don't have the money for that. We can't quit our job. We can't kiss a woman. We're a heterosexual. We, I can't do that. What will people think? I'm crazy. I, right? And it's like now you start playing the narrative that everyone has told you. And what you literally are doing in that moment is you are pouring water all over your fire. And then you end up like a bunch of ashes in a box and then wonder, why am I so depressed? Why don't I feel great? Why am I listening to this podcast? It's because the fire within you is meant to be stoked, not stamped. Let me repeat that. The fire within you is meant to be stoked, not stamped. And if you're attracted to my work at all, then I know that you're here for a bigger mission. I know you're here for bigger purpose. I know you're here to be a radiant light, like a lighthouse in the world. I know that that's your actual calling. And I know that you listen to this podcast to get that little bit of igniter fluid, right? Like lighter fluid to stoke that fire. And in this moment, I want you to take ownership of what you really, really want. I'm going to name something about women's happiness that nobody has named. And that is that we are doing something or accepting something that is close to the thing that we want, but not quite the thing. I did this when I went into advertising out of college. I really wanted to be a copywriter. And I didn't know how to get hired as a copywriter. I didn't have a creative writing background, but they were interviewing on campus for account managers, people who managed the clients. And then I would be the go-between between the copywriter and the client. And so it was close, but it wasn't quite the thing. I've seen this with other clients who want to be a singer. And so they end up as an executive or a salesperson in the music business, but not singing. And I see this with a lot of you who listen to this podcast because you have a dream of being on the microphone yourself, or you have a dream of singing yourself. You have a dream of speaking on the stages yourself, but you're close because you're listening to the thing, but not quite doing the thing. And the question is, how do we move through the terror from watching the thing to doing the thing? The first step is to admit and acknowledge and own what you really, really want. 
And how do we do that? What if you say, I don't even know what I want. You start paying attention to that desire fire. The feeling inside when you hear of something that you want, right? Not what you want in your mind, like, oh, I want this checklist of the house and the 2.4 kids and the picket fence. I'm talking about you are going through your life doing research. It's what I call joy juice research. And you're looking for what lights your fire, what stokes your fire. And you're paying attention then to your body. And your body will start to tell you, ooh, that. So maybe you see a hot, steamy romance novel on the airplane. You're like, ooh, that. And you write it down, hot, steamy romance novel. Cool. You start listening to conversations about what people are doing. And when they're doing something, like they wrote a poetry book, and if that turns you on to write a book, ooh, that. And you note it. Now, it's important that you pay attention to your body Because if you're in your head about it, your head will come up with all the reasons why you can't do that thing or why it's not possible for you. And I'm right there with you. So the first thing you do is you start noticing where the fire starts to heat up for you. Number one. Number two, when the fear voice starts to kick in and starts to tell you, you can't do that. It's going to get really loud. It's going to be really terrifying. It's going to want to shut down everything. That is your moment to start paying attention and to find a place on your body where does the fear, does the anxiety show up in your body? Sometimes for me, it's in my belly. I can feel it right now in my belly. It's like doing flip flops. Yesterday with my therapist, it was coming up in my heart. My heart hurt. I so badly want to take this message out to every woman alive. I so badly want to be like on, have a TV show and on massive stages. I so badly want it. It's like it hurts my heart that I'm not yet impacting as many people as I can. So in my heart. So you might notice it. A client of mine yesterday, it was in her head. Okay. So I want you to notice where you feel that in your body. And then you're going to give that part of your body some love. So like right now I have a hand on my heart and I have one hand on my belly. And you're going to begin to just gently yet firmly give that part of your body some love. So take my hand that's on my heart. I am gently but firmly pressing into my heart. It's like my hand is stopping the bleeding in my heart. I'm giving my heart the love that she needs to know that she is safe that it is safe to take big steps. It is safe to make a big move. When we were on the Puerto Rico retreat, we got to a point of a naturally made water slide made out of massive boulders and rocks. So maybe you've gone down a plastic water slide at an amusement park. It's designed for you. This was nature designing. The water shoots down and hundreds, maybe thousands of people go down it every day. But it's scary because you're like, I'm going to go down this thing. I'm going to hit my head on a rock and I'm going to die. And someone on the retreat got frozen, right? She was up there and everyone else went down and she was frozen. Like, I can't go down. I can't go down. Well, there's not really a good other good way down because we climbed up massive boulders and needed to help each other. Like, this is the power of sisterhood, right? We needed to hand help each other up these massive boulders. And so she was frozen. She literally, her body couldn't move. 
And it's really important that you start to pay attention to how terror shows up in your body because it might show up as fight, right? You're so afraid you start fighting, you fight yourself, you start calling yourself an asshole, you fight your ideas, that's stupid. You might fight someone else, right? You're so mad. I do this, my poor husband, I do this where it's within me and then I'll find something to be mad at him. It's your fault, it's your fault. It's like, no, it's not your fault, right? I'm just taking out my own frustration on you. So there's the fight response. The flight response is to just run away from the situation. I see this with my son. We were just at the zoo. I know I'm like layering stories, but stay with me for a minute. We were just at the zoo and there was this massively tall slide for him to go down, but he had to climb up all these ropes to get there. And he started off like a little monkey. He was going up and up and up. And then he got to a point where it seemed too scary, too high. So flight, he just started coming back down. And I was like, hold up, bud. I'll come up with you. Now I'm terrified of heights. And so every time I have the opportunity to do something terrifying with heights, I do it. I do it kicking and screaming, like jumping out of a plane. I once biked across the Golden Gate Bridge on a gale wind day where I swore it was going to blow me over into the water below. And I was crying the whole time. And I did it because I won't let terror, I won't let fear get in my way of living fully. And I want you to make that commitment right now. I won't let terror, I won't let fear get in the way of living fully. I want you to write that on a sticky note. I want you to put it in neon lights by your wall. I won't let terror and fear get in the way of living fully. And so there we are in Puerto Rico and this boulder water slide. And my client was stuck up there, right? So that's the freeze response, or you could have the fight response or the flight response. The fourth response is called fawn. And that's when you just please everybody else. Right? You don't do the thing that you want to do. You just turn into a people pleaser and I'll please everybody else. I'll please everybody else. And I want you to recognize within you which of these is your go-to. And of course, we do all of them. And there's something even more powerful than all four of those. And that's the power of support. A research study from UCLA showed that when women are in stress mode, their main behavior is what is called tend and befriend. So you've probably heard of the stress response before called fight flight. And now we know there's freeze and fawn also. But what they actually found is that women in stress want to tend and befriend. We are wired for connection to each other. Specifically, we're wired for connection to other women because genetically what's been passed down to us from generation to generation has been women coming together. Think about the times when only men went out to war. So during World War I, World War II, men were out to war. Women needed to be together because they were afraid. Am I ever going to see my son again? Am I ever going to see my husband again? Women needed to come together and be the manufacturers, work in the manufacturing plants. Women came together and created baseball teams and created all sorts of different entertainment. Women coming together is in our bones. It's in our blood. It's in our DNA. It's been passed on from generation to generation. And so what is actually needed when you're in that terror is support and connection. Now, the first thing, if you're alone, you can do this connection with yourself. This is the original connection that the majority of us got from a loving parent or caregiver when we were a baby and we cried. So you have your hand on your heart, just like when you cried and Hopefully your mother or somebody picked you up and held you to her chest or your father, whomever that was, or a grandparent. And so giving that loving support to yourself helps to start to soothe the body. 
because we want the fire of desire, but the fire of terror can burn our ideas down, burn our genius down, burn our light. And what's interesting in the body, fear and excitement look very similar in terms of our blood starts to get going, you get butterflies in your belly either way, right? And research by Kelly McGonigal has actually found that often it's how we think about a situation of whether it creates a stress response in our body or creates an excitement response in our body. And if you create the response in your body, in your mind, this is going to kill me, then that's going to activate high blood pressure. But if you activate the response, I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I got this. Part of me is excited. This is me rising to the next level. This is me rising to the challenge. It can actually start to shift your physiology around this. So because it's so physical in the body, anxiety and terror, I want you to have your hand on your heart or your hand on your belly. Now, my therapist taught me to start making gentle circles on your heart, might be on your head, it might be on your belly, where you really begin to soothe yourself. And her recommendation is you actually do this even when you're not stressed out, but so that you are creating in your body, you're creating a habitual response, a habitual pattern of your body knowing that it's safe and loved. Now, if you're able to, we want to go to the next level of connection, which is to have a safe group of sisters who have you. It's like if you're doing a ropes course and people are holding a net below you. When you have other women who are on the path with you and they're also doing their big thing, they're also creating their podcasts, they're also creating their retreats, they're also really putting their voice out into the world, you feel safer because we're doing it together. It's not that we are the granddaughters of the witches that they didn't burn. We are the witches that they burnt back in this lifetime to finish the job, to teach the world to be loving and create equal access for everybody and create equal education and to be radiant and joyful and fun and alive and to dance around the fire. We're back in this lifetime. And the reason we can do it in this lifetime is because we have sisterhood to do it. Now, what I hear from so many women is you don't have women like that or you've been burned by women before. And I get it because I have too. And truth be told, I've been the one who's burned other women, right? When I was a little girl, I did some mean things to other girls just to be liked by the quote unquote popular girls. And I swear sometimes that I create the sisterhoods I do and hands down, every single client says I create the best sisterhoods on the planet. And they're so loving and so safe and so cheerleading and so there for you. And I do that because I create the sisterhoods I've always wanted but I also do that because I know what it's like to not have safe women around me. And I know that I've been an unsafe woman and I want to make up for that. And so the next step, if you're feeling terror, right, first we get clear on the desire on that fire. And then when the terror comes in and you notice it in your body, you put your hand, you give yourself that loving support in your own body Maybe you find some soothing words of what you wish that a loving mother or grandmother had said to you when you were younger. You got this. You're safe. I believe in you. And I know this is not easy to do in the moment. That's why we have to also practice it when we're not heated up, when we're not in our stress response. And then the third step is to have yourself supported by other women, right? Whether that's me 
and you reach out to me on Instagram and you share what you're going through or you join the Purpose Girls Facebook group and you start to share what's going on with you and what you want and you let yourself be held and supported by other women, you really start that. Or you join a sisterhood like the Year of Woman or something else where you're really held through it. This is what we need because it's in our bones and in our blood. And that's why the research from UCLA showed that women need tend and befriend. And then the third step as we start to go, okay, okay, maybe I can do this, is we really need mentorship. We need to see someone who's done it. If you want to be an actor and you're working behind the scenes in a theater, I love that for you. And then the next step is to actually ask an actor for coffee. Can I talk to you about your path? Can I help you? Can I volunteer with you? Can I shadow you? Right? If you see someone who's doing the thing that you want to do, you want to be in their presence and you want to learn with and from them. And this is what we can do for other women. When a woman contacts us to say, hey, can I learn from you? We can say yes, and here's how. And so we are that for other women. And then we can reach out and keep that string going and reach out to the women who are doing what we want to do. It's why I always have a coach. I always have a mentor. Right now I have two coaches and a therapist, <laughs> right? Because one of my coaches specifically rocks the stage. And with COVID and having the baby, I haven't been doing as many speaking engagements, but I'm ready to get back. Like I'm so excited to be back, back, back on the stage. I'm ready to share this message of women stepping into our power, into our full leadership everywhere. And so I got myself a mentor who that's her thing. I have another coach who rocks social media. Social media is like the bane of my existence. I don't know if you all know that, but it brings up for me all of the middle school and high school shit of just not being popular or not being good enough or right, me thinking I'm awesome. How come the popular girls don't like me, right? Social media brings all that up for me. I will do a post and I'll think it's so amazing and then like no one will like it. So I'm just gonna shamelessly beg you all to go follow me on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and like what I do because seriously, it's so nerve wracking, right? Now, I work with my therapist, believe it or not, through this so that I can calm myself down and know that I can live through the fear. I can live through the lack of engagement. I can live through all that and not die. And then I work with a coach who's excellent at marketing, excellent at social media so that she can help me with it. I can't do it alone. I could never do it alone. And so in order for us to get through the terror and the fear and get to the other side of being like having what I call big ovary energy, right? Big ovary energy is like my new word. Everyone talks about balls, like he's got balls. Well, I think as women, we've got ovaries, right? Ovaries create life. And so feeling into that like big ovary energy where we go for it, where we speak our truth, where we step into the fire and be the fire. And when the fire gets too terrifying, you do some of these steps and you precaution yourself from the fire getting too terrifying by being in safe sisterhood, by having a mentor who's done it and been there and can walk you through it. The next step then is how. I see a lot of women not know how do I create the dream? How do I do the thing? And that's another reason why we have mentors. Now with all of that, if your mind is still telling you all these falsehoods, you'll fail, whatever they are, 
then what we want to start doing is using mind tools to start to reframe and find accurate thinking. I'm not talking about la-la positive thinking, but your brain says you will fail. But how do you know? And you might say, well, in the sixth grade, I ran for student government and I failed. True story for me. And how do you know that you will fail now? I just know it. Okay, but how? So what we want here is accurate thinking. And how do we get to accurate thinking? There's something called thinking traps that your brain falls into. And a thinking trap is jumping to a conclusion like, I will fail. And so we want to start working with the brain to say, how do I know I'll fail? Is it true? Is it 100% true? That's from Byron Katie. And who would I be if I didn't have that thought? What would I do? You might go down the worst case. Worst case is I fail. Then what? Well, then I'll be so embarrassed. I'll never come back out of hiding. Is that true? No, I'll probably be okay. (laughs) I'll just be a little embarrassed. And then you can equally put your mind and say, well, what if I succeed? What would that look like? And so once you go through the what if I fail and what if I succeed, what's most likely? Most likely is I'll try and it'll be slow success or I'll go through ups and I'll go through downs. And can I handle that? Yes. Right. So we want to get to some accurate, empowered thinking. I'm not talking about fluff, positive thinking, even though I love fluff, positive thinking, accurate thinking, accurate thinking. I don't have the talent to do that. Is that true? Is it really true? Can you find evidence? What talent do I have? Evidence, evidence, evidence. Until you get to more accurate thinking. Right? So these are things that we can play with with our mind. Again, this is why I love coaching women through this. I have so many tools. And then we want to know how. Okay, now I've worked with my mind. I've calmed my body down. How? What's the first step? And often there's no one right first step. This is why you want to work with a mentor who's done it so they can tell you what their first step is or what they wish their first step had been. It's so important that you get that from someone who's been there or from many people who have been there. And you want to learn from that mentor what they wish that they had done differently so that you can take a step. Now, the most important thing you can do, if you do none of these other steps, which I hope you do all of them, is that you take one step forward. Any step. You tell someone your dream. Because you never know, they might know someone who can help you. You post on social media, hey, I want to start being a motivational speaker. Can you send me some love and luck? And I know that's scary because then somebody might say, hey, how's that going? And you might be like, I haven't done it yet. That could happen. And you can survive it. But someone also might say, hey, I know someone you should talk to. Or hey, I have a group. I want you to come speak to it. Or you take one step and you change your LinkedIn profile. And then you congratulate the hell out of yourself. The body and the brain loves evidence of success. You have to give yourself more evidence of success. That's why you celebrate, celebrate. I did it, I did it, I changed my LinkedIn profile, I did it. I did it, I did it, I called a mentor to talk to them. I did it, I did it, right? I wrote a sentence of a website. You did it, you did it. And if you're someone who has a big idea, if you're someone who has a big vision and you know that you're here to be a thought leader, to share the word, to speak, to teach, to write, to bring women together. I am working on something so spectacular for you. So spectacular that will give you the chance to do all of it and teach you how. 
I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but I'm like so beyond excited about it. It's all around our big ovary energy and it's all about getting you actually the fuck out there. Because what I'm committed to right now is giving more women megaphones and microphones because that's how we're going to change the world. So if you're like, that's me and you want to learn a little bit about it, shoot me off an email, Karen at KarenRockheim.com and just say, that's me and I'll know what you're talking about and then you'll be the first to know. And either way, if megaphones and microphones aren't for you, but paintbrushes and canvas are or math and science are, then sister, go find your mentor. Go take a step and let's do this fucking thing. This is how we change the world. One woman at a time. And when we come together, whoo, now it's like exponential, massive waves, rumbling change. And that's what the world needs now. You in your radiance, me and mine, and us lighting it all up in our fire. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now. <laughs>